0: reading from Numbers chapter 13 and verses following. "'At the end of forty days they returned from spying on the land. And they came to Moses and Aaron and all the congregation of the Israelites in the wilderness of Param at Kadesh. They brought back word to them, to all the congregation, and showed them the fruit of the land. They told him, "'We have come to the land which you have sent us. It flows with milk and honey, this is its fruit. Yet the people who live in the land are strong.'" their towns are fortified and very large and besides we saw the descendants of Anoch there the immaculites live in the country by the negev the hittites the jebusites the amorites live in the hill country and the canaanites live by the sea and along the jordan but caleb quieted the people before moses and said let us go up at once and occupy it for we are able to overcome it then the men who had gone up with him said but we are not able to go against these people for they are stronger than we are they brought to the Israelites an unfavorable report of the land that they had spied out, saying, The land that we have gone up to as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants. And all the people that we saw in it are of great size. We saw the Nephilim, the Amalekites that come from the Nephilim. And ourselves, we seem like grasshoppers. And so we seem to them. And all the congregation raised a loud cry. The people wept that night. And all the Israelites complained against Moses and Aaron and the whole congregation said to them, Would that we had died in the land of Egypt, or that we had died in the wilderness. Why is the Lord bringing us into this land to fall by the sword? Our wives and our little ones will become booty. Were it not better for us to go to Egypt? They said to one another, let us choose a captain and let us go back to Egypt. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. There's a a little new indie movie you may have heard of. Um, I I don't know. I don't don't know that you've heard of it. It's um, something called Star Wars, I think is the name of it. If anybody's familiar with it i'm a big fan of star wars i love i loved the first fo- the first three that came out when i was a child and i the prequels we're gonna forget about them um and then i've loved the newest one i'm looking forward to rogue one i mean I, I just i enjoy star wars it's just a good story you go into my office you're gonna see yoda and everybody hanging out um it's a good story redemption that's what i like a lot about it i like the lasers and i like the redemption it's a good combination lasers and redemption it's always a good story um but if you were to go watch the first one a new hope where luke skywalker is introduced you're like oh this is great but then if you watch the second one the empire strikes back it's kind of sad if you like if if the star wars were to end at the empire strikes back it would be a sad series because it ends han solo's been captured luke lost his hand he got beat up everybody it kind of ends everybody just looking out the window real sad They're like, oh, man, if it ended there, that'd be awful. Thankfully, Return of the Jedi comes along. Luke does his stuff. Everybody's happy. So when I read the book of Numbers, I think of The Empire Strikes Back. Because Numbers, in many ways, is the saddest book in the entire Bible. In fact, the, the title of the book, Numbers, comes from the fact that it was a census of the Israelites getting ready to go into the promised land man and they are posed poised to go in there man they are running through all their enemies they're winning every battle everything's going great I mean they are right on the edge of Jordan ready to cross over and it's fixing to be awesome so they send the spies over and the spies come back and the spies say it's a great land it's a great land milk and honey But y'all, the folks on the other side of the river, they are big, and they are mean, and they are ugly, and they are nasty. And 10 of them say, we can't stand against them. We can't stand against them. Two of them say, Jacob and Caleb, Joshua and Caleb say, yeah, they're big and mean and ugly, but our God is bigger. And yeah, there's a challenge there. And yeah, it's going to be hard, but our God is bigger. But the other 10 say, I don't know, guys, this ain't going to end well. We know how the song ends, and it's not well. So you got 10 saying, we can't do it. You got two that say, with God's help, we can. With God's help, we can. And you see how it plays out. The people say, oh, that we were to go back to slavery. Oh, that we were to go back to Egypt. See, look at this, y'all. The people would rather choose a known slavery as opposed to an unknown freedom. They were choosing the devil of slavery as opposed to the hope of freedom because they were afraid. Y'all, fear will leave us in chains. The thing about the chains of fears, it's chains we lock on ourselves. So they eventually say, Lord, we can't do it. We're not doing it. We're not doing it. We're not going to cross over. We're afraid and we're scared. C.S. Lewis says there's two types of people. There are those that say to God, "Thy will be done. And there are those that say to God, my will be done. And God says to the latter, have it your way. So God tells them in Numbers, okay, you're right. You're not crossing over. And the generation that left Egypt, it will die in the wilderness. And not a single member of those that left Egypt cross over Jordan to the promised land. It's their children. Their children are the ones that cross over. Numbers is sad to me because it starts off with such potential and such hope. And it ends so sadly. If I was to ask you, hey, who wants to be closer to God? Everybody would say, yeah, obviously, preacher. That's why we're here on Sunday. We want to be closer to God. Nobody's going to say, I don't know. No, we all want to be closer to God. I make you a promise, church. The moment you resolve to yourself to do the things necessary to be closer to God are the moment you're going to face opposition. The moment you tell yourself, you know what, tomorrow, tomorrow, I'm going to get up early read my Bible. Tomorrow, I'm I'm going to be faithful. I'm going to pray. I'm going to come to church on Sundays. I'm going to give. I'm going to serve. I'm going to do these things. The moment you resolve within yourself, you're going to do it. Hey, what's 30 minutes of sleep extra? It's not a big deal, right? You can read your Bible tomorrow. It's not a big deal. Oh, it doesn't matter if you're there. It's okay. The moment we resolve within our soul, that we're going to be faithful the moment we resolve in our soul, we're going to do the things that we need to do to be faithful are the moments the weeds are going to come up. When the the seed of the gospel is planted in our lives at that exact moment, the weeds are planted as well. Because the enemy does not want the seed of God to take root. And the weeds... Are gonna come up a little bit more sleep a little bit don't worry about it it's okay it's okay and the weeds grow up and choke the seed of God out in our life one of the biggest lies the world tells us is that we can have it all We can be the perfect husband and wife and mother and father and employer and employee and have everything. And there aren't enough hours in the day, are there, friends? So in our life, we have to make choices. We have to make choices for what matters. Sometimes we gotta weed eat. Mom, parents... Grew up, we grew up out in the country, and um, we didn't have much. We, you know, we didn't have a lot. My granny had, um, she had um, all the land in the family. And so when mom and daddy adopted me and moved back home, we uh, moved on some land granny gave us. And my granny never got a driver's license. You know, she grew up in a tin roof house with a wood stove inside of it her husband passed years ago i never knew my grandfather my great-grandfather um so all granny had was land and she leased a lot of it out to men that would raise cattle on it so me and daddy because we live close we uh we had to keep her fence rows clean we put a lot of up a lot of barbed wire fence around the house and we keep the fence rows clean to keep it working so we kept it clean with this right here. This is our, our old Kaiser blade. When Holly went home recently, I had to bring it back with me. This is what me and daddy used to clean the fence rows. Back in the days before, uh, before weed eaters, we used this thing right here. We'd take it. We'd, Tim told me. That Tim ran when I got it out this morning. He didn't like the way this. He didn't feel good about this. And y'all, I wish I could say I worked hard with my daddy with his Kaiser blade, and we cleaned the fence row, and we had a good time, and it was fun and easy, and we went back home and enjoyed a good glass of lemonade. Let me tell you what actually happened. The the entire time I used this stupid thing, I complained. Daddy, it's hot. I don't want to be out here. Why are we doing this? Oh, I don't want to. Don't make me do it. Yeah, that was what I did for hours. But if we had not done this we wouldn't have kept Granny's fence row clean and she couldn't have kept them cows I don't know how she'd eaten y'all pulling the weeds in your life is life given but it's not going to be easy And the one thing we want out of faith is we want it to be easy, don't we? We don't want to have to sacrifice. We don't want to have to make choices. We want it to be easy. But here is the reality of faith is faith is never easy. It's never easy, but it's always life-giving. It's always empowering. Have you not seen what these children have done this morning? They didn't learn these songs by themselves. They were taught them. Have you not seen in our Life Givers magazine the things that are happening here at our church? And they don't just magically float down from heaven. It takes you and me doing our part, sometimes getting the Kaiser blade and swinging at the weeds in our life and in the weeds in our church and in the weeds in our soul. And yes, y'all, oh my gosh, I wish I could tell you it's going to be easy, but it's not going to be easy, but it's going to be worth it. Because we can change the world. We can change lives. We can change families. We live in a time where we worry about everything falling apart. It doesn't have to fall apart. If we do our part, if we take root... If we work together as a church body, if we work together as a community, as we work together as a family, God is not done. The king is still on the throne. Life still wins. But sometimes we've got to do some weed eating. Sometimes we've got to do some weed eating. Friends, we need you. We have kids coming out of our ears here. They need people to love on them. We are able to keep clean water in villages in Honduras because of your offerings. I told you last week, we're able to keep the largest AA group in the state going because of your tithes and offerings. Because of your giving. Y'all... Because of your giving to our church, 40 youth and adults went off this weekend to hear the good news of Jesus Christ. There are individuals coming to saving faith because of your time, your talents, your gifts, your service, and your witness. You are making a difference for the kingdom. You are. When you take root through your efforts through your financial gifts, through your plugging in, through the power of 10, you make a difference. When you serve in our ministries, you make a difference. When you invite to church, you make a difference. You're taking root. And there are those all around us that need to take root as well. In our lives sometimes, we gotta, we gotta cut the weeds, don't we? Sometimes we don't have the advantage of the old, the modern weed eaters. We got the old Kaiser blades. We got to work hard. And it's worth it. It's worth it. All I want out of my ministry in life, when I cross over Jordan, see our church is like the Israelites in numbers. Y'all, we're, we're poised. We're right there on Jordan's banks right now as a church, y'all. We are right there. We can look over to see the promised land. We can look over to see lives changed. We can look over to see growth. We can look over to see blessings abundant. But we've got to cross the river, y'all. We've got to take a risk. We've got to take a leap. Sometimes we gotta cut out the weeds, y'all. We're right there. We are right there. I can see it. It's like coming home after church and mama's cooking fried chicken. You can smell it when you walk in the house. I can smell it. It's right there. But it's gonna take all of us. It's gonna take all of us. Let's not quit at Jordan's Bank, y'all. Let's keep going. All I want out of my ministry is this. I want folks to know Jesus. I don't want the biggest church in the state. I don't want the richest church in the state. I don't want any of that. I want folks to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Everything else is gravy. But if we can do it, y'all, together, if we can take root together, if we can weed eat together, What will God do here? Will you cut out the weeds in your life? Will you take up your Kaiser blade? And will you work for the kingdom? Will we take root? And will we see what God does in this place? And may we give him all the glory. Let's pray.